Cast episode 619 for the week of February 19th. 619 on February 19th, 2022. I'm Chris Privetier. Um, I'm just gonna hand the show over to Josh Carpenter. I, I got a cat sitting on a printer staring at me oh, menacingly. Goodness. Oh, is, is it that same look from the picture you sent last night? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, run. That's a death stare. That that was a murderous. So. That's that's uh griffin in a in in uh berserk run it's gonna kill you <laughs> i think that's the character's name anyway um and then uh uh kelly ryan also joins us i, I feel old i learned that wayne's world is 30 years old this <gasps> week oh all right i'm done goodbye i i was nine years old when that movie came out wayne's world wayne's world rob Lowe's finest work it's, it's my totally. favorite movie it's a good movie. I showed it to Anna. I don't think she thought it would be funny. She ended up liking it. I was going to say she should love it. It's got Mike yeah. Myers in it, and that's a Canadian alumni. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, I got down a rabbit hole. He graduated week. from Canada? Yes, he graduated <laughs> from Canada. Because Speaking of Canada, I got down a rabbit hole this week where I was watch- I found a, ch- a YouTube channel that's like a complete retrospective of the entire history of Nickelodeon. Ooh. Um, and you know, early Nickelodeon was mostly like Canadian TV shows that they just brought over here. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to ask Canada. So I watched second run Nickelodeon. You probably watched it all over there while it was still going on. Yeah, yeah, it was different <laughs> channels for them. <laughs> but it, 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 it was, was really still fascinating. Going on. <laughs> uh, like like did you know that Bob Saget was originally supposed to be on out of control? No. No. And it and he had recommended Dave Coulier. Cut it huh. out. Yeah. Um yeah, all kinds of interesting stuff. I I wish I could remember the name of that YouTube channel now. I'll have to find it later so that you guys could watch it. But yeah, it's a complete Nickelodeon retrospective and they haven't even gotten to the Nicktoons yet or the weird the weird drama shows like Fifteen or uh Welcome Freshman. Uh, Roundhouse would be my favorite Nickelodeon show, their sketch comedy show. I love that. Thing. Yeah, that that was about when I stopped watching. I want to say um, yeah, when they canceled that, um, the Tomorrow People as well was on, and they canceled oh, that. Yeah, that was that was that was another one that was not really Nickelodeon. That was a, some England show, I think, that got brought over, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of English shows, a lot of um, shorts that they had interwoven in with um, that their shows like Pinwheel. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I, it also amuses me that Nick Jr. secretly turned us all into weebs because of all the anime that, that got yeah. localized. The Lost City of Gold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Noozles, Adventures of the Little Koala. That I need to like find the koala show and just watch it start to finish. Cause I want to, I want the plot. Cause by the time I realized that show had a plot, like I was never able to watch it consistently. I was like, wait, does this show have a continuing story? Are you kidding me? And it's like, yeah. Hey, yeah. 
And the... that, no, nobody would do that. And I think I shoved it out of my head. And it wasn't until Dragon Ball that I realized, wait, people can do ongoing storylines and cartoons? I don't understand this. <laughs> yeah. The YouTube channel is called Pop Arena, and the series is called Knickknacks. Knickknacks. And that's right. I got down this rabbit hole because another YouTube channel that I watched, Toy Galaxy, did a retrospective on Double Dare. Oh. And I was trying to remember other Nick game shows. And I don't know if you guys remember Finders Keepers. No. That, that was one. Finders Keepers. Where, like, people or kids would just go into a house that was in the. And the set and just trash <laughs> just break and entering the yeah. game the game show. Yeah. We know you kids do this on the weekend, but we found a way to have it done legally now. <laughs> <laughs> um I was trying to see if there was any footage of Nick Arcade because I don't know if that game if that game show frustrated frustrated you guys like it frustrated me back in the day. I the, I don't remember Nick Arcade. I, whenever I think of video game shows, I think of the one with um JD Roth and the and the, the, the oh, kids game running Pro around TV. the game store. Yeah. Game Pro TV. Yeah. Oh, is that I, what that I was called? Them. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Um I I had a huge crush on JD Roth back in the day because of that and uh Funhouse. How many strategies I'd theorize. All right, so I'd go for the Neo Geo because it's really expensive. Um and then I got to just go for this aisle because i need these games and <laughs> very important strategizing for the fantasy shopping spree of video games that i would never have i just remember the kids that in nick arcade that couldn't get 25 rings in sonic and i'm just Aww. sitting there thinking i i can do that in my sleep you guys suck <laughs> well they've probably never played it before i i know I know, and, and I also used to get frustrated at, at that green screen game that they played because you know they would just do so bad at it, not it realizing that terrible. you know it was, <laughs> yeah, not realizing that it was green screen and they probably had no idea what they were doing. Right. <laughs> oh man, well, that's some as we reminisce over uh, blast processing. Um, let me tell you, folks, I finished. The Shadowbringers expansion this past week. It's done. So I've started Endwalker. And guess what I found out when I went to start Endwalker? Uh, You weren't. I was at level cap with my main character. So I need to level (laughs) a new job to 80 so that I don't waste all the experience of the main storyline in Endwalker. Oh my God. (laughs) The game won't let me play it, Kelly. It won't. It's like, nope, you played it too much, go back. <laughs> played it too much, go back and try again. <laughs> you fail, you lose, sir. But I got a three-day three weekend to, to work on that right now. So, got a lot of experience. So that's why you were PvPing. That, it is. Yep. PvPing right here on the stream at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, <laughs> where if you don't care about me PvPing, you could see my cat. Well, at least my cat's back. Hey, if it burns when you PvP, you need to go to a doctor. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> my face is getting melted a lot. So I, I need to know, are there twinks in 14 PvP? Don't ask. You are asking the wrong person, okay? <laughs> I mean, that was the thing that you did well. You would get the best in slot for every single item and just dominate. 
Um, I mean, so far the PvP I'm playing doesn't seem to be capped, so I don't know. It must be synced <laughs> somehow, but I don't know how it works. Vaughn, not that kind of twink. <laughs> Kelly, what have you been playing? <laughs> oh, nothing but Pokemon Arceus. Um, have I, you finished your I Pokedex? Finished, yeah, oh, I finished the main story, and I am attempting to finish the Pokedex, and um, I, I got down a rabbit hole because I was tired of like having to search for Pokemon because... Um, you know, to, in order to max out the Pokedex in this one, you've got to have them use, like, certain moves and stuff. And so last night, I organized my all of my boxes into a living Pokedex, and now I'm trying to, like, fill in the gaps and then finish the rest of the Pokedex. But I've been tackling each um, area individually, and I've got, like, three of the five areas complete. And I've only got like the last two left, left, and it gets kind of easier as you go, you know, because a lot of Pokemon show up in multiple areas. And after you finish the game, you unlock several quests to go catch a bunch of legendaries. So I was, I was like catching the uh, Lake Pokemon and Heatran and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So <laughs> just doing a lot of running around, feeding Pokemon, fighting Pokemon. Um, I'm, I appreciate that you can fill out your Pokedex in this game completely without having to interact with another human being. Because, you know, that, so, that was always the issue. Yeah. So are there already online guides telling you where you have to go to find all the different Pokemon doing the different things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there's like several guides that say like the best place to grind Pokemon and stuff like that. Right now, my issue is waiting for a bunch of the uh, dimensional rifts to spawn to get the starters because that's hmm. just like on a timer. And I mean, the longer in, you're in an area, the more likely a rift is to spawn. But then what kind of Pokemon spawn in it are just random. Um, <laughs> so you got a timer for a possible random drop. Yeah. Yeah, but well, they do give you multiple chances to catch stuff in these these rifts, though. So it's not yeah, that yeah. much of a loss. And you get, like, all sorts of rare items and stuff that you can sell for money in rifts, too. So it, it behooves you to do all the rifts that show up. But, yeah, I'm trying to catch the starters that you get in this game, um, catch the legendaries, and... Yeah, I I'm still enjoying the game. I and I saw that Anna finished it and she bailed bailed on it because she doesn't care about completion. I'm completing it because really I've got nothing else better to play right now and I'm still having fun having fun with the game. Works for me. Yeah, you got you got time to kill till everything launches in March. Yeah. Well, yeah. Aren't they adding uh, more content to Arceus too? I don't know. I. I would be happy if they did, if they like added another DLC area or something that would be fabulous. Cause this, it, it's going to be hard to go back to a regular mainline Pokemon game after this, which uh, is how fun it is running around and catching stuff and how much easier it is to fight and level your guys up. And Oh, and the, the biggest news of the week is that I caught a shiny of one of my favorite Pokemon. Oh, cool. Um, Shinx, a uh, little lion cub that turns into uh, 
like full full blown lion, and it's kind of a double whammy. It's one of my favorite Pokemon, and it's one of the shinies that doesn't look awful as a shiny because Shinxes are regularly blue, and shiny ones are gold. So I've got a beautiful gold majestic lion in my party right now, and try, trying to level it up so that I can actually use it. But you know, before I've just caught shinies that of Pokemon I don't care about, like bug Pokemon, or um, in one case, a buffalo that I had no idea it was shiny until I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I know you're not as familiar with Pokemon dress, but there are some people that are crazy enough that they do, like, shiny living Pokedexes. Yes, I'm I'm aware of that kind of stuff. That kind of crazy crazy amount of dedication. Yeah. I'm impressed. I I don't really I don't have that much dedication because it's. I mean, they've made the shinies it, are like an incredibly rare drop, right? You know, yeah, it's incredibly and, rare to actually come across one. And even with some of the things that you can do to get to make those odds go in your favor, still it's still pretty rare. Yeah. Um. Most people just kind of do the Matsuda method, which is hatching uh, eggs. And, you know, you just sit there and binge that Netflix work in, series. Does that work in art? I don't, I don't think way? it works in... No. I don't think it works in this one because there's no daycare center. Right, okay. Um. Yeah, That. that's the one thing that I don't like about this game is that there's no breeding, so you've got to catch everything by hand. And I will admit that gets kind of annoying, especially when you can only find one of something. But like we said on Discord the other night, like it wouldn't matter anyway because it, this is in the past and there are no dittos. Right. That's right. Darn continuity. <sighs> <laughs> Unless they do some kind of ass pull where there's like an ancient ditto and that's where Mew came from. But... um then people would have a connection. I don't, there's there. like people falling out of holes in time in this game. They'll figure out a way to get a ditto there, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, yeah, that's how you have to catch some of the more modern Pokemon, like uh, Magneton. Yeah. That one only falls out of the hole in the sky. Okay. See, it's been established. There's a there's a way. Where there's a whip, there's a way. No, wait, that's different. Stupid song's in my head again. Why? All right, so... Hi. Hi there. What are we talking about? Hey there. Um, Josh, Josh you you played something new this week that you've been excited about for a while. Uh, I, I did. I, I did, before I got to that, I did finish up the Triangle Strategy demo, and man, that game, that, that demo, <laughs> I kind of hate that I played it so early because I want that game now. I want it bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is definitely... If you are the type of person that doesn't like a slow grind on your story, you're probably not going to be happy with Triangle Strategy because the first three chapters are like four and a half. You know, it took me like four, four and a half hours to play. And you're still not even to the war kind of like kicking off. You know, like there's a battle every chapter still, but they are very slowly kind of like putting all the pieces in place, introducing you to all the different characters and the different factions and slowly setting everything up. So if you're the type of person that just kind of wants it to move on, like maybe that would really frustrate you, but the combat is exactly what I've been looking for. And I dig all that political setup and intrigue. I was going to say that should be the best part. 
And this time yeah. you can understand yeah. it, unlike Final Fantasy Tactics, right? So. <laughs> yeah, this one has a decent translation. Go figure. <laughs> but it, it looks like it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait till that comes out beginning of March, like March 4th or something like that. Yeah, it's um, pretty early in March. So, yeah. Um, I, um, as soon as I get done with uh, Pokemon, I'm probably going to boot that up. Yeah. I, I like I said, it'd probably be better to, to to start it a little bit closer to when it comes out, because yeah, you'll probably you you'll probably end up like me and be like, oh, I, I you know I want to keep playing, I want more. <laughs> I'm just ready. It, it definitely does a good job of at least it worked for me for winning my appetite for for it. It looks so good. I I I was slightly there was just you know it looked fantastic for when they when they launched it, but. You know, I had this slight bit of trepidation because none of the things that that dev has produced has really clicked with me completely. So, you know, like Octopath and Bravely series just hasn't totally grabbed me. But this thing looks yeah, exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, I miss a good, deeply political uh, tactics RPG. I mean, plenty of them, you know, try, but not very few like hit on it in on in the exact same way that Matsuno did back in Tactics Ogre and FFT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I, you know, oh go ahead. Oh no, I just when uh, Tactics Ogre came out for the PSP, I could not put that game down. It was oh, so good. I love that game. That the PSP version is such a great redo of that game, and I, I'm. Still, you know, like playing this and all all the games that uh, now that apparently that's going to be a thing that Square is just going to remake games in the two D HD engine. So, hey, if we got Triangle Strategy, <laughs> they've got to remake them in some engine. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten a Final Fantasy Tactics remake since the PSP. Since it's the been PSP, a long time. yeah, we'll get one. All, all they all they ever did was just kind of port that over to uh, the mobile platforms. Once we're done with Final Fantasy VII, everyone will start clamming for Final Fantasy Tactics remake. <laughs> we need it. We need it. And they'll that, do that, it. But that they'll one do... really does need a. Go ahead. Sorry. No, they'll do it, but they'll do Tactics Advance just to spite. Oh. <laughs> oh man, that would make some angry people. But I love Tactics Advance. My God, I put like 200 hours into that game because that was when I was in college. And, you know, between classes, I had nothing else to do. And I didn't need to study. I just did nothing but play Tactics. <laughs> it was just when you could just play, play, play on and grind and play over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh that was such a good game. And I know that it has its haters because they like the deeply political one better, but it's like, look, my my best friend's living in a fantasy world and it just got to go back to... Oh my gosh. Idea. Tactics advances in Isekai. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't realize that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, now oh. that we all know what an Isekai is, it's kind of funny what's all oh. Okay. Hey, Sorry, Chris, I'm speechless now. <laughs> Chris, yeah. te- technically we, we Black, Chris. Chris, technically Black Knight with Martin Lawrence is an isekai. I haven't seen that. 
Sorry. You don't need to. <laughs> okay. I... Well, yeah, Canadian in King Arthur or an American in King Arthur's a Yankee in King Arthur's court would be an isekai, wouldn't it? That's mm-hmm. what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Canadian in King Arthur's court. <laughs> where are you going in your head? Boy, how about that eclipse, eh? <laughs> hey there, your majesty. How how about you try on me took? <laughs> Your Highness, check out this maple syrup. Has your magister's gone ice fishing yet? Lately, yet? We we only get away with this. (laughs) We only get away with this because our best friend Anna is Canadian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. We have our token Canadian friend that makes the jokes. Okay, everybody. (laughs) We better. I know a Canadian. trouble oh i i can talk about a new game well that that one time i got reincarnated as a Canadian yankee in king arthur's court there you go that's the anime (laughs) that's the anime (laughs) done (sighs) oh god (laughs) except it's the japanese Uh, version of a yankee oh no so delinquent Oh, we should, uh, Josh, say let's talk about Horizon. Wait, I want to hear about Maglem Lord. Did you ever finish Maglem Lord, or did you give up on that? No, neither. Still playing it, (laughs) just kind of poking away at it. Okay, now we can carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't given up, but haven't haven't finished it. It 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 still exists. It's a thing. (laughs) It's a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's not bad enough to quit. It's not good enough to uh, like get you to finish. Oh, there you go. Alex finished Back it. Board. Yeah, Alex finished it. He's working on the review on it. I'm sorry, Alex. Godspeed. Thank you. It's it, it's it's entertaining. There uh-huh. there are plenty of worse things out there. Mm, it's entertaining. The, the story yeah. parts of it are entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> gotcha. It's not for you, Chris. No. How about Horizon? Is Horizon for you, Chris? It, it probably is. I'm never going to get around to even the first one. Yeah. I feel bad about I, it. I, I tell it, you what. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's what I feel bad. Like, I started it up last night. So, I, I know I played, I thought I had played a decent bit of Horizon back when it came out. But it launched in the same year. Didn't it launch, like, three weeks before uh, Breath of the Wild? Uh, yes. Breath of the Wild. I yes. believe so. So it launched in that insanely crowded year. So I remember playing a de- what I thought was a decent bit of Horizon Zero Dawn back in the day. And, you know, like Zelda and all kinds of other stuff came out and I kind of like it fell to the wayside and I never looped back around to it. But I thought I had played a decent bit, but they start off uh, Forbidden West with like a recap movie of what happened last time to kind of refresh your memory. Oh, and I'm like, and you're like, I, I don't, don't remember, remember this, 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 or this. <laughs> exactly. I don't believe it's any of this happened. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I thought I played 20 or 30 hours and got a fair way into it, but obviously not. Either I played less than I remembered or the game was just gigantic and I didn't really get that far in the story. Either possible. That <laughs> right. was so, a huge like, game. Yeah, and this one looks to be gigantic. It, you know, it's one of those games where it takes like three hours before you even get to the opening credits. It's one of those oh, kind of deals. Wow. Slow burn. Um, 
Yeah, very much so. So, like, it, yeah, it's one of those that kind of starts you out in, like, a small little area. The game, I swear, like, I, I, I think it's partially just because it, it's probably, like, a bias in my head because I'm playing a Sony game, but it feels like you're playing, like, the really polished RPG version of Uncharted because you got all that traversal, you're climbing up stuff, you know, thankfully you're not like shooting 12 million brown people like you are in Uncharted every every so often. But, you know, like it, it, it's a much more interesting place to explore, but it has that same sort of feel. It is insanely gorgeous. Man, that that is one of those games that probably only that and Ratchet and Clank are the only two things I've played that really, truly feel next gen like, you know, like this feels like something new and of course the st- the thing is on ps4 so i don't know what it looks and plays like on ps4 but it just looks absolutely amazing and stunning on the ps5 um combat you know like i'm, I'm surprised you haven't played it kelly because i know you like monster hunter and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of monster hunter influence in the horizon games i mean a lot of the combat is very much about you know like you you see these giant um technological monsters you know these machine animals that you have to hunt and then so much of the gameplay is like hiding in the grass watching them using your your focus your little uh you know sight ability that where you you're able to see the patterns that they have and then you set up traps or you like throw rocks and get them to come over close to you because so you can like sneakily jump out from the weeds and stab them like there it's a lot and then there's also on top of that like there is that monster hunter kind of esque thing where you're constantly taking the materials from the enemies and so there's that sort of depth and strategy like this particular monster will have a tusk and if you just kill the monster it will be destroyed so in order to actually get the tusk that might be a valuable thing that you can use to craft all kinds of items and weapons like oh you gotta you know hit it with a really with a strong you know either you have to hit it with an arrow shot right to it to actually knock it off beforehand or you have to hit it with like a really strong melee attack to be able to knock it off so that way you can actually get the tusk um like it has a lot of that sort of monster hunter <laughs> vibe to it i thought no i mean it's it's definitely on my radar i want to see i want to check out the game i just <laughs> there's so much stuff to play so i know much. and it is and it is one of those you know it is a gigantic ass open world game with 12 bajillion you know like i finally just got to the first open area and you know every single person you talk to like here's a side quest to go and do (laughs) it just very quickly starts adding up with your map just getting loaded down with all kinds of different places to go and things to do and stuff to collect and yeah yeah i can definitely have that sort of a that sort of a thing to it the plus for me is that oh go ahead no i just i wonder i mean i say i always play like this and end up getting stuck in the weeds anyway i wonder what playing the original one and just critical pathing it is like so that you can get get through the story and not necessarily get bogged down by side stuff but isn't the interesting stuff all side stuff isn't that where all the lore is i don't know that's how these games usually work 
Yeah, that, that's the way a lot of the times they are. I don't know. Like, I'm going to see what this one is like. I'm definitely going to do my best to crit, pl- crit path it and try not to get bogged down too much in the weeds and see how that goes. Okay. And part of that is, like, the the difficulty in this game is just insanely customizable. You know, like there's a multitude of different just difficulty settings, and then there's all different kinds of ways you can fine tune it. Like there have been a few articles about that, and that was my experience. Like I spent quite a bit of time just kind of like going through all the different ways. Like, okay, do I want to, you know, like all that depth and strategy on taking out enemies, like, you know, having to try and take out their tusk before you actually kill them so you actually can get the tusk. Well, you can, oh, monster you can go into the settings. Exactly. Well, you can go in and if you don't want to do that, you can go in and turn that off. What? <laughs> Independent. You can. Heresy. You don't have to. Okay. No, that's cool. <laughs> I, I know people would appreciate that. So that's nice. Yeah. yeah but you, like the other, but the interesting thing is you can do that like independent of the difficulty settings. Like you can have it hard and not have that on, or you can have it on easier and still have to do that. A lot of their difficulty settings are divorced from one another. And like, you know, like we, I think we talked about that in the news last week, where they have the ability to to change the uh, the size and settings for the uh, subtitles. Subtitles, yeah. That is, that is a good thing because the default size is way too tiny. <laughs> I'm old man. I'm old man. I have to turn it up all the way. Like, give me the biggest ones you can, man. <laughs> I want to actually be able to read this from my couch. But I, you know, like it's tough to talk about without without spoiling stuff on the story side, you know, like, and, and heck, uh, you know, play, it, it's definitely one. If you haven't played the first game, like the beginning of the game is going to spoil everything that all the major plot beats that happened in the first game or catch mm-hmm. you up, you know, either way. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's one of those things where we just feel like we need to play the first one, but it's okay. If you skip it and just play the second I, one, assuming yeah. it's good. I kind of I mean, wonder are there... if it's one of those. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Are there like marked gameplay improvements where it'd be hard to go back to the first one? I w- once again, it has been a it's been like five years. I don't remember it feeling dramatically different. Like it feels very similar to the the way the, way the last one played to me. Okay. So I don't. I don't. I think. I think they probably play, they feel like they play quite quite similarly now maybe that's just it's been five years since i played it and there's huge improvements i if i went back i would realize like oh god yeah this is so much better but like it doesn't feel like it the the difference in this one like i think part of what uh horizon gets really well is just like the scope and the danger that you have in fighting these enemies like the bosses are gigantic and they are I mean, the, the, there is a real sense of trepidation when you're going up against one of these gigantic bosses that just, you know, towers over you. And you can't, you know, like you have to be a little bit more thoughtful and considerate whenever you're fighting any of these enemies because they will, if you're not careful, like even just any sort of random enemy can totally wreck you. You can't just like run up and start wailing on them really like maybe you can on the lowest difficulty settings but even even on the like slightly below normal like they they can still take you out if you're not paying attention you you still have to kind of be thoughtful about how you're going to go into each of the encounters now it's not a game that is just completely full of encounters like like a zelda world would be you know as 
when you're going across Zelda, you're just constantly having enemies, and there are plenty of times where you can just almost ignore the enemies. And that was kind of the difference in Breath of the Wild was where you had some of those enemies that you had to be like, you know, there were enemies in Breath of the Wild that would just like absolutely wreck you unless you knew what you were doing. And Horizon is almost like everything is like that. <laughs> Chat is very but, much on the side of do not skip the first one. Just play okay. it. Okay. Okay. One of these days, even if I'm in it, the it, rest home. I mean, if you got a PS5, you got a free copy of it because they were yep, giving it away true. for all the. Yeah. All right. No excuses. So, like, it's there. Yeah, no real excuse. I, I've, I mean, I've, I, I'm just diving in. I'm feeling okay, but, like, you know, I, I certainly, there, there's no reason to skip it. Other I, than I think just, I, like, like you said, it, there, there's just so much. You've only got so much time. Because I think I've got it there, and I think I've got it, um, I think it was on PSN one month, and I went ahead and mm-hmm. claimed it. So... I just need more time. I know. That's the one thing we can't give you. The darn job. I know. If some millionaire wants to sponsor me, I don't know. (laughs) You need a Patreon for your gaming time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Become a streamer, Kelly. Sure. They're like Spotify needs to pay us to spread information, misinformation about video games. Why not? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, why not? Um, no, it's not, it sounds like a lot of fun, Josh. Um, I can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah. So we're we ready for feedback. We are. I, buzz. Buzz. Feedback. Um, from Zoko, this is relevant to this week too. You guys have the craziest episode names for your podcast. Oops. To which I responded, "You should see the ones that we don't use." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we wrote down some funny ones just this week. Um, from Strawberry Eggs, as odd as it may sound, I am most hyped for the Chrono Cross remaster. Oh, we should probably say what the question yeah, what was. The was. Question? Was, um, what, what Nintendo Direct announcement that week were you the most excited for? Um, from Strawberry Eggs, as odd as it may sound, I am most hyped for the Chrono Cross remaster. Yes, I know it pales in comparison to Chrono Trigger, and the story doesn't make much sense, but really, I really liked what I've heard of the music, and I'm intrigued by how much the game looks like a proto-Betten Kaitos. I would also be more hyped for Xenoblade 3, but it reminds me that I still haven't played Xenoblade 2 after all this time. <laughs> yeah, I guess people from Betten Kaitos did work on Chrono Cross, didn't they? I yes, didn't no? know that. I don't know. That, no, I, that makes yeah, sense, though. It's Namco, right? So. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, given how much of a super fan Cassandra is of Baton Kaitos, so she probably knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, from Berserk, I'm most interested in the Chrono Cross remaster from the Nintendo Direct. It's one of those games that, that never got came out until Europe. Parasite even Xenogears or some others. I'm also really interested in the Front Mission remasters in Xenoblade 3. This Nintendo Direct was top-notch. From Featherhoof, uh, question of the week, uh, as one of the fools who still holds out hope that the last great Wii U game is still stuck in Wii U jail, Xenoblade Chronicles X, X will get a Switch port. I was extremely excited when Monolith told me to hold their beer as Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got announced. I am legit 
extremely love the trilogy of games we've got so far. Um, I've bought and played Xenoblade Chronicles 1 on three different systems now, it seems, if that says anything. And my body is ready for more of that nonsense. <clears throat> also, my wife bought me Fire Emblem Warriors as a Valentine's Day gift this year and honestly really enjoying it. I'm suddenly super excited for Fire Emblem 3 Hopes. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, that's a spoiler news story later, but if you haven't bought Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U, you might want to get it right now. <laughs> Just saying. Run. Make that port happen. <laughs> yes. Um, from Tracer 3, the games from the Nintendo Direct that got me the most hyped were Xenoblade 3, Live a Live, Front Mission 1 and 2 Remake, and the best game in the Direct, Chrono Cross. I'm really happy that Chrono Cross is finally getting the chance to shine. Uh, a lot of people standing for Chrono Cross. Yeah. Lots of Chrono Cross love. Cool. I mean, the story is confusing, but for me anyway, it was a very fun game. I guess I need to take this opportunity to actually play it. Um, I'm not sure. I, it's, <laughs> oh, that's that's a, that's not no. exactly a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I know. Well, oh god. Should I, I play? Oh yeah, tell us more, Kelly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm, maybe I don't know about mm, that. Well, you, I you mean, could. it's it's like. Oh, we talked about on Octopath this week. It's either a game that's going to really gel with you or something that's just going to get on your nerves. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, we've it's got a thing you news. could do, Josh, but I mean, really? Don't you have better things to do? Uh... Yeah. Um. We'll see. I will let you know how good that re- the updated remake is and to tell you because at least you'll be able to have quality of life features you're gonna play it but you don't know if we should play it (laughs) i mean it's it's a hard game to recommend i don't i don't want to i don't want to you know you you, it's it's not for you let me take care of this i'll take the bullet all right i'll take the bullet okay I, I can tell you right now, if you loved Chrono Trigger, don't expect any direct correlation to Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Don't. Okay. That's expect, for sure. The only things in there will disappoint you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, isn't there like a statue of frog at some point? I thought oh, I remember no, hearing Josh, about that. Josh, don't. Let's no. That's that's not oh, okay. going to. Sh- should I tell him the tenuous connection to Chrono Trigger, or should he just discover that disappointment on his no, own? No, let him come through the fire and flames <laughs> on his own. Okay. Oh, now I kind of want to play this. <laughs> and then this sounds be, awful. I like it. <laughs> and then you'll be PMing me like, what the hell, Kel? Why did you convince me to play this? <laughs> you like, told I me I to. had to play this. I didn't tell you that. You said on the podcast you have no choice but to play this right now. <laughs> it's like, I, I warned you that if you expected it to connect to Chrono Trigger, there'd be disappointment. <laughs> Got it. Oh, Don't think, expect I, Chrono Trigger. I, uh, I think we're ready for news. It's in there, Josh, oh, but beep, it's, it's going to make beep, you mad. Beep, oh, beep, 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 yes. <laughs> Um, side-scrolling action RPG Mandragora Mandragora announced? Yeah, Mandragora Um, Mandragora 
Um, this is by pub- publisher Marvelous Europe and developer Primal, Primal Game Studio. Oh. Set in a world where mankind has surrendered the environment to its monsters. And oh. people are hiding within town walls. And um, players leave their sanctuary in Crimson City and acquire the Witch Lantern, which lets them enter the other realm of entropy through tears in reality. Okay. That's a weird description of that's, this. That's a but... thing. I wonder if it's supposed to be like a 2D Dark Souls, I guess. It, it's got some nice looking art. Yeah. Looks cool. Um, and then it is that kind of surprised me this week. And I thought that we were going to talk about it last week, but it didn't make the uh, sheet. Uh, Disgaea 6 Complete was announced for the PS4 and PS5. <laughs> so we're living in alternate land where now oh. the console version is the complete and the uh, portable version is yeah. the, the early yeah. one, huh? Okay. Um, um, so now what are they doing? So if you really want the game to play by itself on your console, um, you can play it on your PS4 or PS5, and there's also a $110 limited edition from Nisa's online store. And this complete and they edition... And they just send you a screenshot of the credits when you buy yeah. that one. You don't even get the um, game. And it's complete because it includes all the character DLC. Oh. Okay, so there's no new story stuff, no new additions, tweaks of the gameplay, anything? Not nope. from the look of it. Better graphics? Maybe. Because the there was that whole better. thing where you had to turn it to crap graphics mode to get a good frame rate on the Switch. Yeah, I'm sure it'll look slightly better on the PS5. I sure hope so. So, yeah, if if you want the game to play itself on your PS5, And now there you, go. you get to be way more environmentally unfriendly. It, I mean, now it's like you're you're mining crypto when you play this game instead of just, <laughs> you know, having some fun on your portable system. Good job. Well done. Um, a new Live a Live trailer introduces its protagonist. Um, God, that game looks great, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, was was this independent of the announcement? Yes, this is okay. this was separate from the. This is a different trailer than was in the direct. Okay, because this good. one shows you all the different protagonists and all the different eras. And there's English voice acting in this version, which is cool. And I swear, the Sundown Kid, aka the Cowboy, is Matt Mercer. I okay. swear it sounds like him, but okay. it just might be cowboy voice bias. Cowboy voice. They all cowboys sound like Matt Mercer now. The time of Clint Eastwood has passed. It sounds like in my head. Um, so yeah, this has come out July twenty second, and yeah, the the trailer pretty much shows off like all the uh, main characters in in order of time. Oh, I guess not in order of time era, and some of the voice acting. And I can't wait to try out this game. Yeah, still Switch exclusive, which is interesting. Maybe they'll yeah, do the a lot completed. of the other stuff isn't. Maybe they'll do the complete edition two years later. <laughs> On PlayStation, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pocket Mirror Golden Trum announced. This is by Dekega and uh, Astral Shift Games. Um, it is a remaster of a RPG maker created gothic horror called Pocket Mirror. And you look yeah, in the pocket mirror and you end up in a horror movie or something? Uh, that's what the trailer looked like to me. Oh, really? Okay, I just uh, guessed. <laughs> um, the this new version has multiple endings, uh, including a new ending, upgraded visuals, and two D animated sequences. Um, I don't know if this is like what 
I guess it is one of those horror RPGs, but when is that coming out? The story does not say. So we'll have more news on that at some point. We've also got an announcement for a stealth RPG called Abermore, and this is by publisher sold out and developer Full Circle. Uh, but it's a first-person stealth RPG that kind of looks like the old Thief games. Uh very, I, I don't know, maybe it's my modern bias, but it reminded me of Hitman where like they, they had a thing in the trailer where you were throwing a banana at someone and knocking them out with it. Uh, it was that kind of Hitman silliness to me. Mm, spaghetti sauce. An assassin's 18, true tool. Um, you're doing a high starter world pilot and you have 18 days to take on jobs and grow the reputation to prepare for this heist. Um, yeah, it looks interesting. Comes out for PC on March 29th. It's different. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, speaking of different, we've got more stuff for uh, Stranger of Paradise. It introduces the Fire Fiend, more advanced classes and more locations. There's a bunch of stuff you can read about if you're excited for Stranger of Paradise. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Like Kelly. Like Kelly's. She's excited. Mm-hmm. I'm a stranger in paradise. Oh, wait, that's cheeseburger in paradise. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, the advanced classes are Dark Knight, Void Knight, and Ninja. Did we get so. any more angsty walk away from the from the group no. m- movie? No music? trailer. Lame. No I doing it my guys. way. <laughs> yeah, I missed you guys making fun of the uh, Sinatra. I, I, I thought that trailer wasn't so bad, Kelly. I mean, I did, I thought it was cool too. I was just amused that they went from Limp Biscuit to Sinatra. I felt it was much better than the previous trailer. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys are still playing Cyberpunk, but a patch came out for it this week. And CD Project Red gonna see CD Project Red. Yeah. Aren't they? So what's the story here? Is it better now? They they um, they put out the PS5 uh, version now, right? It it is. So long as you don't have the game on disc on PS4. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, what? There we go. It released the dedicated PS5 and Xbox versions of the game, so you, you can play it on your Xbox now. And then now there's a free limited time trial of the games for the PlayStation 5 and Series X. And there's like a graph with all the different features and stuff like that. I'm not going to go into it. Um, whole bunch of updated there, graphics. There's lots options. of rays that are traced on this new version. Yeah. But the, the better story of the week is that the patch just completely broke it, the game for PS4 disc owners. <laughs> that, how? But only for disc. <laughs> yes. If you have the digital, you're okay. But disc So they're not preloading the something that they expect to have. Okay. Weird. You'd think they're working t- on it. You'd think they'd know at this point not to do that. Like, guys, what's the one thing we need to make sure happens with this patch? Uh, it doesn't cause any problems on the oldest generation consoles. Okay, cool. <laughs> nope. I mean, are we talking nope. like launch edition PS4 breakage or? Does it matter what? if it's pro or not, Josh? Do you know? I don't know. The, the story I read didn't say. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, I, I guess if you bought this game on disc, uh, hold rip. off, I guess. Rip. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Don't rip the disc, but all right, never mind. I'll stop. Uh, I, I feel like this is the most broken game that's ever come out. Um, 
Bethesda says, hold my beer. But, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we've got an announcement for RPG Maker Unite. Uh, yeah, it's a new version of RPG Maker that's going to be right. able to use the Unity engine. Okay. Uh, um, so it's now just a resource pack? <laughs> I, I asked my husband Vaughn about this, who is a programmer, and he was like, this is weird because Unity is used more for 3D stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, RPG Maker is more famous for having 2D assets. So mm-hmm. what were they trying to accomplish Are with this? Are they going with 3D RPGs, maybe? I I honestly don't know. Okay. Um, it will also include an edit- enhanced map editor that lets players use pre-rendered backgrounds and object-oriented map structures. Ooh. So I guess Ooh. if you want to make your own Ooh. Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes. Um, you shall see. I know. I just as soon as I read about this, I wanted to pick his brain about it, and he was like, "Yeah, that just is weird." But okay, um, we've got a new Baldur's Gate three patch that uh, adds the barbarian. Sorry. Oh, okay, so it's an update to the early access, right? Yeah. All right. I didn't realize this game was still in early access. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> perma coming perma too. early. <laughs> Barbarians come into subclasses, Wildheart and Berserker. And yeah. So if you're playing Baldur's Gate 3 in early access right now, you can play Barbarian. Woo! And you get to ask if you would like to rage. Um, do you get a, a little uh, hamster buddy? I don't know. Okay. It does not say. Um, we've got Monyu heading west. I am not going to pronounce the Japanese version of this game, but the English version is defeat the monsters to make the strongest shield and armor. Please, I believe the day will come when the hero defeats the Dark Lord. Okay. Stupidly descriptive. <laughs> Someone give us the Japanese version of that. No? Okay. I'm not even attempting no, you're not going to try. Okay. Read the um, story. This is Axis Games announced that it's bringing uh, this dungeon crawler over to the U.S. and, it, and they're aiming for a 2023 release date but these screenshots look kind of cute yeah it's that's another experience dungeon first person dungeon crawler so it should be solid mm-hmm. they usually are pretty decent coincidentally uh baldur's gate 3 also planned for 2023 hmm. pick between your bar- barbarian and your cutesy little dungeon crawler mm-hmm. uh, we've also got a uh, mute Ano mutation them releasing in March. Another Ano game, or is this different? Yeah, um, it's a cyberpunkish. Oh no, it, it's okay. kind of like a weird mix of uh, like you know the the characters are kind of pixelated on kind of like a clean background. It's a weird look, but it's kind of interesting looking. Yeah, um, set to release on March seventeenth for the PS4, PS5, and PC. Uh Sent to die in March against every all the other big games releasing. Like yeah. what? Uh, <laughs> like um, like Terrorbane? The... Actually, that's April 1st. <laughs> so, T- Terrorbane is that comedy RPG that's kind of meant to be you know, intentionally buggy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really launching on April 1st, which I guess is the joke. 
and the new trailer that they released it was kind of interesting it's like this this game is too funny for a fancy animated trailer and they they wanted a, a epic trailer and it's like it's like no that's too expensive so they just started doing stuff with sock puppets <laughs> nice. and then showed gameplay but yeah th- th- this looks like an interesting game and it looks like it's going to be funny and yeah releases on april 1st a comedy game for, for your april fool's day where's it coming out just pc um pc pc and nintendo switch and then we got a letter from the Final Fantasy XIV producer dealing future plans or dealing with future plans. Um, looks like they're trying to make the game more solo player friendly. There's going to be a graphical update. There's um, grass, Kelly. That's what the internet tells me. There's new grass. There's new grass. Oh yeah, yeah. Gra- there is. Grass looks. They're good. redoing the grass. But is it going to break the game? <laughs> They they put up a picture of a high definition man uh, of like the human race in this uh, in this game for like two minutes and said no we're not doing that um, they made everyone think they're going super high def photorealistic with all the character models and they said no 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 we're, we don't want photorealism so they they were actually trolling people and you could see the pores on this guy's face it's like oh my gosh I have beauty tips for you man that's how detailed this model is and they said that. Uh, like Yakuza details. Yeah. So they've decided. So they are doing a they are doing a big graphical update for seven oh. That's the next the next expansion. So that's gonna be a while. Um but they announced the you know, there's a bunch of content coming for the various throughout the various six point X patches. They're gonna do uh the trust system. They're gonna roll it out to the rest of the game. So it's only been in Shadowbringers uh dungeons and later. Um, with some limited squadron type trust thing that's a different system that's not the same that they've had in the older content. Now they're putting the thing where you can play with your NPC characters that you do stuff with throughout the whole story. They're going to backport that to the the whole game. So their goal is to make the whole game solo playable. Cool. Never have to party up. Not that partying up is bad in 14, but some people really like the flavor and the experience of just not worrying about interacting with other people and not having to be embarrassed because you wiped the party and stuff like that. So they're going for it. Sounds uh, like they're going to pull it off. If you talk to any uh, nostalgic Goggled Wild player, they, they'd say that the solo, solo ability of that game is what ruined it. Oh, right, right. There's a big deal. There's a big deal. New Hildebrandt quest line. Huh. We've been waiting. An entire expansion went by with no new Hildebrandt. It was a big deal. And now it's back. Um, are winter female Hrothgar going to be on the horizon? Uh, the, listen, there are bigger issues to deal with Hrothgar and Viera other than adding another um, sex to the race choices. Did you know, Kelly, you can't put hats on those characters? No. There's There are actual armor pieces that you have to research whether or not your character can equip it. And it's a big thing that pisses off a lot of people. And... Huh. Um, to change the hairstyle of a Hrothgar, you have to pay $10 because their hair is implemented differently. <laughs> so oh. you'd have to do like a full character redesign, like the 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 one you have to pay for. It, there are things going on that they need to deal with. And um, <laughs> the, okay. so before we get... And whether or not they'll do that before they get around to female Hrothgar, I honestly don't know. But 
it seems like maybe they need to deal with some of these other issues first. <laughs> Even as a black mage, you can't put a rabbit in a That's hat right. <laughs> on the ch- Twitch chat. Um, I haven't gotten through the full thing, um, and it wasn't mentioned in our in our news story, so I don't think they've actually addressed this, which is, I think, what pisses off people more, is that they're not talking about this issue much, hmm. uh, and giving dates like, here's when we'll fix the hairstyles thing, so you could just go to the hairstyle person, get a new hairstyle, but yeah. By the way, the modding community has all this stuff already sorted out. You can mod hats on your character just fine. Like, it, it's not perfect. And that's why Square Enix isn't just doing the same thing the modders did, but like it, it, it's good enough that people are learning to mod their game. So it's like it's the big untalked about story with fourteen. Like when they add the damn hats for the bunnies, <laughs> then but fix it so you don't have to pay ten dollars to change your hairstyle if you're. It doesn't fourteen not support mods. Ah, uh, not officially. Okay. Yeah. These are not not supported mods. These are just people doing it. Okay, gotcha. Oh, I, I guess sometimes the grass is greener. Anyway, what else is in that story? There's lots of big I, stuff, I thought. Like, oh, the dude, Yoshi P's like, I'm not retiring. Oh, my God. Stop saying I'm retiring. I'm not retiring. <laughs> it's like the thing he has to say over and over again. I'm not leaving the game. Also, we're not adding NFTs. <laughs> he had to say that, too. <laughs> Well, of course he's not leaving. This is like the thing keeping Square Enix afloat. <laughs> We're making all the money now. Yeah. Because they're certainly not wanting to make money put the, putting the Pixel Remasters on Switch, but I digress. Mm. Um, speaking of not wanting to make money and disappointing its fans, uh, and the most frustrating news story of the week, the Wii U and 3DS eShops are shutting down next March. Oh. Yeah. Next March, so you've got a year to buy stuff and get it down. But, well, not exactly, because you've only got until the end of May to actually put money on the eShop. Oh, okay. After that, you won't be able to add any money. So you got two months via, to buy stuff, like, or at least get your money into the system, which would be weird, because you don't want to strand your money in that system. Don't do that. Well, <laughs> so how how do you do it? Do you? I mean, after May, do you just like redeem point cards, or...? I think you can still redeem can point you? cards until some later date. Uh, yeah. Okay. Where are you getting them from? They shut that off at a certain point. <laughs> Where are you well. getting those point cards? It's not normal eShop yeah. money, right? Yeah. So up until May, you'll be able to use your credit card. Up until August, you will be able to use a Nintendo eShop card. Okay, it is. All right. The stores are shutting down. And people got understandably pissed about this. And in their fact page, people were asking about the virtual console. And Nintendo said, across our Switch online membership plans, over 130 classic games are currently available and growing Mm -hmm. libraries for various legacy systems. The games are often enhanced with new features such as online play. We think this is an effective way to make classic content easily available to a broad range of players. Within these libraries, new and longtime players cannot only find games they remember or have heard about, but other fun games they might not have thought out to seek out otherwise. We currently have, have no plans to offer classic content in other ways. Um, Nintendo removed this from their fact, like within, I want to say within minutes of it coming out. Yeah. Oops. Go figure. And yeah, Oops. the 
Game History Foundation pretty much raked Nintendo over the coals over this because, and I didn't know this, Nintendo apparently has been stopping people from like wanting to donate games to libraries to play for, um, because like I, up until recently, I didn't know that you could borrow games from the library. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it well, actually, let me just pull up the Twitter post because the Game History foundation said that they understand the commercial reasons but they don't understand the archival reasons and nintendo as a paying member of the esa should be working with people on game preservation the (sighs) esa doesn't exist for you the esa exists Uh, for nintendo don't forget that i know it's just it's frustrating um I'm not going to lie, I panic bought a couple of things, uh, mostly Yokai Watch uh, Blasters, because the physical version of that game is stupid expensive, because they only printed like five copies of it. Um, there's a couple of lists floating around the internet of stuff that's uh, eShop only that's going to be going away. Okay. Yeah, uh, there were definitely some on the 3DS that were, there were some neat little RPGs that were eShop only. Yeah, um, I want to say it wasn't Polygon. I posted it in our Discord, but I mean, you could do but, your own research. Yeah, do your yeah. own research, you lazy bums. How dare you make Kelly do it? <laughs> no, no, it's just I don't want to list out this whole list of games that apparently is eShop only, but it's still. It's well, still and these games existed. Well, okay, not all of them. Yeah, no, you're right. <sighs> yeah, well, well, like I said, the the. The bummer to me about this was that the the virtual console on 3DS and especially on Wii U was really great. And I liked being able to kind of like buy some stuff, buy some of that older stuff. And Nintendo is just not, nobody is interested in doing that anymore. And the thing about virtual console is they just, they had an easy way for both, not just Nintendo, but for other publishers to actually you know, basically, if you had a ROM, you could stick it up there. You could get the game for five bucks, and you could. Well, even you know, if you don't have the ROM, player. you just pirate the ROM and then put it up there because you own the copyright <laughs> to it, which has happened. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, it made it easy for people to make that stuff available. And the way they're going now is they want everybody to just make, you know, like, oh, do a remaster, do a remake. But there are only certain kind of game. There's only so many games that can support, you know, a $40 or $60 remaster, remake, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It really limits the kind of games you can re-release. Or, or you know, like there are companies like uh, um, Konami who, you know, aren't interested really in making games anymore. So, you know, they, they won't, they won't redo Suikoden, but hey, if there's a way where we could stick it up somewhere and get a little bit of cash in, maybe we'd do that. Mm-hmm. No, they're more interested in doing Castlevania NFTs. <laughs> God. No, the, the, well, the frustrating thing, thing for me about this whole ordeal is that Nintendo released a uh, thing to like share your memories of the 3DS and Wii U. And for some reason, when I click on it, there's no 3DS play activity detected, which is absolute bonkers because I've put like over 300, I've put so many hours into my 3DS that this week the thumb pad, I finally broke the thumb pad and had to replace it. <laughs> but no, no. You overflowed the counter, Kelly. Yeah. You can't hold I, I your gate so. play tie anymore. I guess so. But my, I mean, like my 3DS went everywhere with me. 
and um Aww, well oh that makes it really sad yeah oh it's well, like it's a it's like it's a pet you need, to put it, you need to make a memorial. You need to take that thumb pet and make a, an imprint of it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like you do with a cat paw. <laughs> now, what, what's hilarious is that my original 3DS XL, what, oh, I say it's hilarious, it's actually sad, was my last <laughs> Christmas present from my dad. And oh. I retired it when... I retired it when the new 3DS came out just so that I wouldn't lose it. And now I'm retiring my new 3DS because I uh, bought a 2DS off of eBay. Because, um, you know, I don't want to lose my 3DS uh, that has all my legit games on it that now apparently I'm not going to be able to buy a new crap on. I think you can still re-download. I know that. But I think in the meantime... Some- I don't know. Didn't they shut off on the Wii finally the ability to re-download? I forget how it works. I think they did, didn't they? Yeah. They might have. So I don't, and I don't know specifically if they're allowing re-downloads here after next year. So I, I guess we'll find out. And um, I would, I'm going to urge people, unless you are in the pro- the process of game preservation, don't feel need to buy all the games to preserve them. That's that's not your job. You have better things to do with your money and stuff. I'm not speaking specifically to you, Kelly, but like, I I understand that it feels bad and it's like you hate it and you want to like keep these things alive and you're mad at Nintendo, but like, it's not your job to spend that money to preserve it. A lot of these games will be remade eventually. People will pirate them or have them up in ROMs. That it's what I am. And there are better things for you to spend your money on from a practical consumer standpoint. You have new games you can play. You don't have to play the old ones. Don't let this define how you feel right now. Don't be depressed because of this. And Chris, maybe I'm taking well, it too seriously, but yeah. Listen to me for a second. Uh-oh. What I'm frustrated about is, you know, I do a retro game podcast, RPG Backtrack. You mm-hmm. may have heard of it. A little bit. And one of the things that we do is we say where you can get these games if you well, are interested in them. And for the longest time, it was nice that, you know, the eShop was available for a lot of this stuff and available cheaply because game pr- prices have shot through the roof the past two years. Yeah. So, you know, being able to buy things digitally, it made things nice and affordable for people to try out these games. Shouldn't and that now be going that's down now? Of- now that all that was exposed as scams and well, stuff? Yeah, it should be going down, but now that a one bit of access is being closed off, it's going to shoot back up again. And it it's just frustrating when, I mean, I know it happens and I get why it happens. It's just frustrating that so much stuff gets closed off because of that accessibility now. Like, like the, the, uh, the Yokai Watch example, you know, Yokai Watch 3 and Yokai Watch um, Blasters did not have a high print run. And they're really good games. And now, because of the eShop closing, not a lot of people are going to get to experience them. It's it's just one of the... Or like Xenoblade Chronicles X is stuck on Wii U. And I imagine that copies of it are going to get expensive really quickly. And it... I mean... I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record. It's just one of those things that's yep. frustrating. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Unsurprisingly, Breath of the Wild... Xenoblade Chronicles X and Tokyo Mirage Sessions are my three most played Wii U games. Sounds right. It tracks. Yep. Yep, it definitely tracks. 
So th that's that's off my soapbox. I mean, I I agree with Chris. Don't panic buy, but I would recommend if there's something that you're interested in. Yeah. That you've been sitting on the fence on, I would go ahead and grab this it. Is, yeah, this is your warning. It. Get going. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I um, believe some there's some Phoenix Wright games that might be stranded there. Well, not stranded because uh, they have console they have cartridges, right? So not all of them. There's the Phoenix Wright games are also on iOS and Android, so they're uh, not necessarily trapped um, there. Is Dual Destinies in there? Yeah. On iOS, okay. I think so. Um. One of, one of the ones that I picked up that was recommended that's stranded there is Pocket Card Jockey, because everybody said that that was mm. just a really fun game. Pocket Card Yeah, that's jockey. a little digital only. Okay. It's a little digital only game that you can only get on 3DS. Um, the Mario vs. Donkey Kong games are digital only, and they're supposed to be good. I think, like, Pushmo, Stretchmo, and Crashmo, I've heard, are supposed to be good. Hmm. Uh, they else? are actually, yeah. Uh, Bit Boy Arcade. Wait, I th wasn't Box Boy one that was? I think Box Boy has been ported to Switch with the okay. full content. Like all of them are uh, on the Switch now. Um, Legend of Zelda Picross and Pokemon Picross were both very good Picross games, and Stranded. So, <sighs> like I like I said, it's uh, what if if it's not the the, the fact that it's going away that's frustrating me. It's Nintendo's very tone deaf response that just is is the twisting the knife as it goes. They're not your friends. I know. Hold on. I know more more people just need to I don't know hold Nintendo to the coals make them understand better I guess but they don't because they're a Japanese company and they don't give a crap. Disappointed. My letter is downstairs. Well, well, I can't give you the, the reading of the letter. <laughs> well, I, well, the problem, we were talking about this before the show. The problem is, is that the only people who seem to care about like backwards compatibility is the, the one who's losing. So Xbox has been really good about that lately, <laughs> but that's because they've been in third place. Yeah. You know, <laughs> PlayStation was good about that for a while when they were, you know, struggling and, you know, losing to Xbox. Unfortunately, no, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, like it's one of those things that doesn't drive sales, really. I think even Xbox has talked about that. Like it's what, like three percent of the people who have actually played like an old Xbox or Xbox 360 game, something like that. It's a, a tiny percentage. But, you know, it's one of those things like it, it's, you know, the, like there ought to be some history, some preservation in this art form. It'd, well, it'd be nice. The material that I almost burned pre-show that I want that I'll say now is, video games is the only medium that gets this kind of attitude. Like when people are interested in movies like Star Wars or Casablanca, you never hear, "Why do you care about old movies?" Or, you know, you, you get a kid that's a Rolling Stones fan or a Beatles fan, and you never hear, "Well, why do you care about old music?" But when, um, when people... <laughs> hold on. <laughs> People do make fun of people for listening to old music, especially other kids. <laughs> well, I got I got made fun of for being a Zeppelin fan in yeah. the 90s. But regardless, it's it's such a tone-deaf argument because you never, you very rarely ever hear it from other mediums. So oh my gosh, you listen to Bach. Different? Why do you like that old music? <laughs> that's that's probably a better, more salient take. Um, but yeah. No, you're right, Kelly. You're right. But then, then it's like, 
What what about this one? Why 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 do you why do you miss White Knight Chronicle? There's somebody out there that that's probably that's their favorite game, <laughs> like... and they put 200 hours into it. <laughs> are there are there games it's okay to let go to the to the sands of time? <laughs> I mean, had had you ever seen the kid on YouTube that put hundreds of hours into Bubsy? What about the um, the Witch and the Hundred Knight? <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> do we need to preserve uh, that? Can we, can we forget that one? No. Hashtag not all games. <laughs> we we shouldn't forget it as a, as the same reason why we shouldn't forget like the room and that that's how you not make a game. <laughs> do, do we need riff games? Is that what we're starting? This is how we're riff we're games. gonna riff instead of riff tracks. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Oh, it would never work. No. Companies will never I'm, give us permission. I'd stick up Star Ocean Four for the first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, now, now I'm having all kinds of terrible. <laughs> but hey, at least Lunar Dragon Song won't get brought up, <laughs> even though I just did. Okay, well less that, that was all the news. Po- yes, less. We know game preservation is is more than just preserving the good stuff. I'm just being funny. Sorry. I know yeah, you want all no. the games preserved and accurately as well as every version of those games. And there's lots of things to, to glean from that and interesting stories to tell. I get it. Yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> um, that, that was all the news. Um, oh, thank speaking goodness. Of, <laughs> speaking of tone deaf Nintendo, uh, Majora's Max mask is hitting the switch online next week. So have fun if you have the. Hey, so that's one game mask. that if you were worried it's disappearing, here it is on the switch. Though I don't think even, anyone was worried about Majora's Mask disappearing. I figured we knew it, that would come back. Even though the better version of that is the 3DS version. Oh, it's not but, the 3DS version? No, it's oh. not. It's the 64 version. Oh, well, screw that crap. It's bad emulated what? version. Oh, yeah. Nintendo. <sighs> oh, and Surya in Twitch chat makes a valid point. Now that it only disappears when the Switch Online support goes away. Tam says at least it's not the GameCube version. Was that version worse? Yeah, that version um, crashed a lot. Oh, I didn't know if, that. Okay. If you're talking about uh, the one that was on the Zelda collection. Yeah, I think so. Because I think I played that version. Yeah, cra- crashed quite a bit. But um, yeah, that's what he's talking about. So uh, if you care about Majora's Mask and want to play the inferior version, there you go. We've also got Puzzle and Dragon Switch Edition releasing next week for four thirty-seven or $4.37, <laughs> which I guess is a direct, directly 500 yen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, this is being done direct from Japan. I just saw that that price, and I'm like, who the hell prices their game at $4.37 so specifically? <laughs> and the game is so cheap because there's also in-app purchases. Oh, really? On top of the... Yeah. Good lord. Okay. So have fun with that. I I liked Puzzle and Dragons on the 3DS, but I don't know how I feel about having a version that has microtransactions, but I don't know. I might check that and out. And you pay for? <laughs> yeah. Um, the Spellforce 3 console release has been pushed to June 7th, 2022. So expect delays for that. And then Dark Deity is coming to the Switch on March 17th, which this I think is using that uh, Fire Emblem engine. Yeah, the game looks very Fire Emblem. So, there you go. 
that was all the news. Chris, what's coming out this week? Oh, let me tell you as I tab over. All right, first off, we have Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. We're finally getting another expansion for Destiny 2 or something. Um, It's just probably not a full expansion, is it? You know, I don't know. It might be. I haven't been keeping up. Monarch. So that's the uh, kind of white label PS- Persona-ish uh, Persona. Persona, yeah. Right? yeah. PC, PS4, PS5, and Switch. Uh, Destiny, of course, also on everything. PC, PS4, PS5, and Xboxes. Not on Switch. Uh, Monster Crown for PS4 and Xbox One. What's in Monster Crown again? That's a Pokemon clone. Oh, okay. That actually looks like it has the Pokemon art style. Ooh. Style. Okay. Animated trash bags? Yeah. Or like the good art style, like the 151. Oh, okay. the the good art style okay. from right. way back in I, the day. Cause that's what... I'm just trolling, but okay. also that is how I feel. Because I'm, I'm terrible. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Edge of Eternity is coming out for the Switch Cloud. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> what did we end up rating that? Two and a half? Three? It, it was in that ballpark, yeah. But I not heard... on the cloud, Chris. If it's got the power of the cloud, it could it's be the better. the power of the cloud. I heard that the cloud versions of Kingdom Hearts on the Switch are awful. I heard that, To the surprise too. of no one. Yeah. And that Anna told me that the reason why they're cloud versions is because they're too big for the Switch carts. <laughs> kind of, ex- yeah. That that tracks, right? All right. Yeah. <sighs> Someone's fixed the font on my thing. <laughs> Elden Ring is coming out uh, for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, and X. That's the big, the big drop this week. Atelier Sophie Two finally coming out PC, PS4, and Switch. And then Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster for PC, iOS, and Android. That's right, Final Fantasy VI remake, remake, remaster coming out. You two can debate over... Well, these aren't as bad as the last new sprites they made, but they still don't look right, but they don't bug me that much. Should I play this again? I don't... You can go through that debate as well and decide if you want to play Final Fantasy VI and pay, I think it's seventeen ninety nine for the right to do so. Yeah. Well, there was the controversy this week because they put out that pre-release footage where, you know, they were suplexing the train and he didn't completely suplex it. And then they had to come out and say, like, don't worry, we fixed it for the actual release. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Don't you. Mm. You, you, Do you understand the line you walk with people when you remake the remaster these games? You got to be careful. (laughs) And we what thought they learned they... their lesson. They did it right with seven so far, right? But just right. there was also Oof. a complete overhaul. Yeah. Um. What, what do you think is the strength check on suplexing a train, Chris? That is a DC twenty-five. No, that's a DC thirty-five. I I guess it would depend. I'd need to do some research. I honestly don't know, but thirty-five sounds right. <laughs> Something crazy high. How many extra DCs do you get for criticaling? And then we can figure out what your base strength needs to be to pull this off, right? Yeah. Something like that. Um, we've also I, I, got think, a... I think if it was a real system, Kelly, he wouldn't be allowed to suplex the train. I'm sorry. I think it's just an artifact of, of, of the game system. If it was a if D&D was... table, you wouldn't be allowed to do it unless everybody there was Final Fantasy VI fans. 
if I was DMing that table and he rolled a 20 on wanting to suplex the train, I would let him suplex the goddamn train. <laughs> You'd find a way. I'm suplexing but that's the just train. me. Um, we've got editorials. Oh, yes, we my, do. My own co-host, Matt Mason, reviewed RP Golf Legends and gave it a 2 out of 5. And I got an earful about how frustrating this game was for him. Oh, no. Why is it frustrating? <laughs> Uh, he was having trouble with the final boss. Uh, the boss <laughs> battles aren't telegraphed very The final well. boss in the golf game? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> All right. Um, You'll it's have to RPG read the review. Golf. Yeah. Wow. So, it, was this Kimco? This yeah. is a definite Kimco oh, yeah. alert? Yeah. Well, 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 it wasn't made by Kimco. It was just published. published. So, ooh, ooh. Eh. <laughs> the blood's still on their hands. <laughs> It's got the Kemco taint. All right. Um, we've got a Demio uh, PC edition impression from Alex. This is the this was the VR tabletop game that I think they made. It. This is the non-VR version. Okay. I have I have this in VR and I need to play it. I've just been too dizzy to do so. But you can read about what Alex thinks about that. And then we've got a article from Jason McFadden about the new RPG maker and I guess it kind of goes into all the details about what we were just talking about with Unity and yep he's been playing around with it so you can read about his experiences with it yeah I I would be curious to play around with it myself but I also know myself and I don't need to start another project right now <laughs> okay don't need to start something that could turn into a, a bad obsession yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Been there. And, and we're sort of wrapping up the show, but we've got uh, Phil slash JC Servant on deck to, uh, he's going to be, uh, is he on? Oh, wait, no, that's you. That's me. I don't, I don't have so, Phil on Skype, so I don't have a way to add him. Oh. <laughs> we haven't worked be, that out. <laughs> I might be able to add him. Okay, do it. Hang on. I didn't think he used Skype anymore. No, I'm pretty sure he does. Not on where. Actually, I can share. Sorry, technical difficulties. He's on Skype. I added him. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how to ring him. It's, Skype is hard to use now. It's like easier and harder. I feel like I feel time. like um, well, I feel like myself trying to use Snapchat, basically. Anyway. Um, but yeah, he's going to be doing Lost Ark. Um, oh, he's doing Lost Ark. Okay. Um, there, Everyone who's playing Lost Ark has a number that I think is their level or eye level or something. I'm curious to know what his level, his number is. Like, where's he at on that? Or maybe that's only end game. I don't know. But like, some people are going for 600. Some people are at 850. Like, where's he at? Three? 25? I don't know. 200 nobody knows okay watch phil watch phil that's what i'm saying alex says he's negative eight okay cool <laughs> so um here's the here's the the little copy he gave us for this um kelly oh yeah did i, did I lose you all oh no okay no. um and uh, josh i'm trying i don't know how to josh was sending me messages to try and get phil on the call and it's let me just say it ain't working. 
Um, let's see. The bu- 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 the Phil will be showing off a very interesting and fun leveling zone in Lost Ark while giving some hot tips that I have discovered about the game over the week. The stream's mostly for people still on the fence about whether or not to play Lost Ark. I'm going to I'm going to watch this stream and those who have been playing a while but would like to hear guidance on the game while sharing with us anything they may have learned via chat. And um he's he's got 42, so he's level 42. So there we go. Woo! And with that, I think we're going to thank everybody. Our question of the week is uh we didn't come up with one. Kelly, we didn't come up. What's with your one. best 3DS or Wii U memory? Best 3DS or Wii, Wii U memory? Mine was getting my 3DS, my first 3DS. Right. Oh. Well, yours is yeah. sad. Eh. I got over it. Okay. Time, time heals most wounds. Hot tips. It's time for hot tips with JC Servant. Next on RPG, RP Gamer. RPG Gamer. Even I do it. Oh, man. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, if you'd like to catch us live, it's twitch.tv slash rpgamer every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. slash noon Pacific. We uh, have a website called rpgamer.com where we post about the video games we talk about and more. So much more. So much more than we can fit into a podcast. Whew. Uh, go there. There's a show thread and you can post your comments in there, your answers to what your best 3DS or Wii U memory is. And we'll read them right here on the show next week. Uh, I need to know what you're going to play this week. I will be continuing on into Endwalker uh, in Final Fantasy XIV. Kelly, what about you? I will be continuing to fill out my Pokedex. and All Pokemon all the time? You're not jumping ship for Elden Ring? No, because I'm probably too too much of a scrub for Elden Ring. Okay. They need need beginner mode. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, what about you? You jumping into Elden Ring? Josh is muted. I think Josh is muted. <laughs> or disappeared. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm there doing Horizon. Sorry. Horizon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Horizon Forbidden West. No, it should be one. It should be one sunset, but it's Forbidden West. We will forever have to deal with that. Uh, I think that's it, folks. Let's go. Uh, JC, get on the stream. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next time. Until then, goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.